to get the job that I have now and the job that I was in when I went through IVF, it was a job that I never thought I would get. It was something that I'd always aspired to get and very lucky to have that role. And then to be in this predicament where I wasn't fulfilling the role as I thought I would initially and to be able to perform at the standard that I wanted to was absolutely heartbreaking to me. And I found it really, really hard. Feeling shaky after maternity or another long leave from work? Comeback Coach is the Wobbly Bottom podcast about kick-ass comebacks with coaching psychologist Jessica Chivers. She's exactly what you need when you're riding the return to work roller coaster. In this comeback episode, we hear about the wobbly moments and successes of someone who's made a comeback. Jessica also hosts longer coach episodes where we eavesdrop on a one-time coaching conversation. My guest today is Claire Garwood, a civil servant at the Medicines and Healthcare Regulatory Agency. Claire went through four rounds of IVF and two miscarriages before conceiving her now three-year-old twins. She went through so much to get where she is today and I think you're going to find this encouraging and heartwarming, especially if you're going through IVF or you've experienced miscarriage. We tried three times to record this episode and on the first two attempts we just couldn't get Claire's microphone to play ball on three different recording platforms. So we tried again on her parents' laptop a few days later and hey presto, we were rocking and rolling and I was worried that Claire would think it was too much effort and would give up but now I've heard her story, I should have known she'd persist. Now just before we dive in, a request. This podcast forms part of our Comeback Community Employee Experience which is designed to keep people feeling confident, connected and cared for when they take extended leave from work. If you think your organisation needs to improve the way it cares for people taking any kind of extended leave, it could be maternity, sick leave, adoption or shared parental leave, I'd be really grateful if you tell your head of HR or chief people officer about this podcast and send them a link to comebackcommunity.co.uk. Okay, let's go and hear Claire's story. Claire, it is such a pleasure to finally be here live talking and being able to hear one another because we've had, what, three false starts and now we find ourselves. We've moved from my regular podcast recording software, Zencaster, to good old Zoom. That has helped us all so much over the last 18 months. So really brilliant to finally be here with you. Will you start by telling me about the reason for the leave that you took? Yes. I came back to work in January after having two and a half years leave from work, which was from maternity leave initially. And then I had another year and a half off as a career break following that maternity. I had my twins, very lucky to have twins in 2018 in June. And they're just about to turn three in the next couple of days. So they're very excited about becoming a big boy and girl. But I had a lot of problems conceiving them and I had quite a journey to be able to have them. I appreciate not as much of a journey as some other people. It was probably about four years in total that I was trying to have them. But it threw a lot of questions up about my career and made me feel very differently to I've ever felt before. I was always quite a positive, strong-minded person, very career-minded and it completely sort of threw me out really of all of that mindset. But just to give you a bit more detail, we started trying for children 
it probably took us about a year before we started to talk to the doctors and they said that we should maybe try IVF and we were candidates for IVF. We were very, very lucky that we were able to have IVF on the NHS at that time. People in my area can't get it now, unfortunately, but that's a whole other story. But we embarked on IVF back in 2016 and we had our first round, which went amazingly well. We conceived, I didn't have too many problems and it seemed to be going perfectly. But then unfortunately, I miscarried at 12 weeks, which was absolutely devastating. I then had another round of IVF, which we had frozen embryos. So we had those, we used those. And again, that was successful, but unfortunately, again, resulted in miscarriage. We embarked on a third round of IVF, which sadly, that round didn't go well at all. We had no viable embryos. And I ended up in hospital for a couple of weeks because of overstimulated ovaries. So At that point, we got to the point where I just couldn't take having any more IVF. I couldn't have my life be put on hold anymore. Not only work was being affected, but my social life was being affected. I enjoyed exercise. I couldn't exercise as I used to. You know, holidays were being put on hold. It just affected everything. And we got to the point where I said the next round was going to be our last one and we were going to look for adoption. So that's what we started doing. We started looking at adoption and embarking on our last round of IVF. And we were very, very fortunate that that round was successful and resulted in twins. Claire, gosh, you both went through so much. Can I ask, where did the resilience come from or what did you do to fuel your resilience, just be able to keep going? I don't know, really. It was a very, very tough time. It was just that drive to believe that it would happen one day. I mean, the doctors at the IVF clinic were always very positive. We had been lucky and they kept telling us that we were lucky that although I had had miscarriages, which was devastating, that the IVF had worked initially. And so that was always a positive, but they called it a positive for us. And they encouraged us to keep going, I guess, trying to maintain my life as much as I could throughout that time trying to keep on exercising I was part of a running club and when I wasn't going through the IVF I made sure I went back to that each time and yeah it was hard going I think when I had the miscarriages that really affected me on a level that I've never known before the grief that I suffered Mm. I guess before getting pregnant you, you hear about miscarriages and you know they're very sad but the amount of grief that I went through was just extraordinary I've got a very supportive husband who I lent on hugely I've always thought of myself as being very independent and not needing anybody really but I needed him all the time I became very dependent on him but he encouraged me to get back to normal life and to try and carry on as much as possible and I told some people about the miscarriage and that really did help actually just going back to work helped. My work were very kind and they gave me two weeks off after my miscarriage, which I couldn't have gone back straight away. I needed that time and my employers were super understanding of my needs. So I had two weeks off and then I had a phased return to work. And I decided at that point that I would tell my colleagues what I'd been through. That really helped me to take that off my chest and to tell them. 
And will you just say about how did you tell your colleagues? And I ask this because I really like getting into the detail because I always think about listeners thinking, okay, but what does that mean? How do I do that? So did you write an email? Did you ask somebody else to share the news with people? Like, What did you do and did it feel comfortable to do what you did? Yeah, it was my manager. Obviously, I told her when it first happened, that the reason that I was, wasn't at work that day. And as I said, she was very understanding. And she asked me whether I wanted to let my colleagues know the reason or whether just to tell them that I was off. And she asked my opinion and I said, I'd like them to know. And she said, would you like to tell them or shall I do it? And I asked her to write that email on my behalf and she told them. And I think for me, that was a real weight off my mind that they knew, one, what I was going through, but also why I wasn't at work, that I wasn't just sort of shirking my responsibilities, that there was a real reason that I wasn't there and that I wasn't performing. And when I came back, I wouldn't be performing at the level that I was before. And that was a real, real weight of my mind to know that they would understand and that pressure was lifted off of me. And had you told anybody that you were going through IVF and if you did or if you didn't, what was your thinking about how you decided whether you were going to tell people or not? We didn't tell many people the first time. I don't think we told hardly anybody the first time. We just embarked on it and the two of us, it was a journey that myself and my husband were going on. I guess it wasn't that we didn't want people to know we were going through IVF. I think we wanted to have that surprise to be able to tell people when we were able to tell people we were pregnant. We wanted it to be that joyous occasion and, you know, that surprise or we're pregnant, a lovely story rather than we've had to go through all this to get there. So I think that's the reason why we didn't tell people initially. However, after the first round and then the miscarriage, I then made the decision to tell my colleagues that I was going through IVF again and all the subsequent rounds and I kept them up to date. I didn't necessarily tell people in my personal life, but I did tell my colleagues. And again, that was a huge weight off my mind. I mean, having IVF was just taking so much time out of work. I was having to miss days of work to go to the clinic there were days that I would just I wasn't performing at my best and and not only with the IVF but just my whole mind was consumed with having babies I couldn't perform at work to the level that I was used to I had no drive or ambition I felt like I was just going to work every day and getting my day job done as best I could and surviving each day and to have them understand that there is a reason why Claire isn't as highly performing as she was before. It really helped me to be able to think about those other things that were important in my life at the time and not have that, I guess, worry that they would think I was just not being very good at my job. So that really did help a lot telling them. And they were all very understanding and they were all very kind and just silly things. Like I, I have to travel for work and with the IVF, one of the medicines I had to take, I had to walk around for about half an hour afterwards and just silly things that when we were staying away in the hotel that you know they understood why I was going for a walk in the dark at night and they'd come with me and walk with me and not think I was completely crazy so it was things like that that just really helped that I told them what I was going through. I'm smiling and nodding away as you're talking and thinking I'm so pleased that 
Claire told them and that they responded so, you use that word kind twice, you know, people responded so kindly because it meant that you didn't have to mask what you were going through and could be really honest and just takes that burden off you from having to pretend or that you know, your performance being inhibited even more because you're wondering and worrying about what other people are thinking about you. So sounds like a really smart move. And you've alluded to the fact that you were very career focused, very driven, and perhaps that's why you felt even more awkward or aware of people questioning what was going on because you were not showing up at work how you did previously. So will you just say a little bit about how Claire was before IVF entered your life? Yes, I was very highly career motivated. I mean, that was the most important thing in my life was to have a successful career, to climb the career ladder, to go as far as I could in my career, really. That was my overall goal. I mean, I've been in the pharmaceutical industry for a long time and to get the job that I have now and the job that I was in when I went through IVF, it was a job that I never thought I would get. It was something that I'd always aspired to get and very lucky to have that role. And then to be in this predicament where I wasn't fulfilling the role as I thought I would initially, and to be able to perform at the standard that I wanted to was absolutely heartbreaking to me. And I found it really, really hard to juggle both and to have the mindset to be able to work to my full potential and and to not be able to do that I found really really difficult one of the hardest things I think I've been through obviously going through miscarriage and that was devastating but to not be able to perform in my career as well alongside that I just felt like I couldn't do anything right so yeah it was a really really tough time and I was very very lucky to have supportive colleagues (laughs) who understood It's such a positive outcome for you and you endured such a lot. But we fast forward to the point which your children are about to turn three. How on earth did you cope with having twins? Let me and the listener in on your top tips. How do you cope with twins and cope with returning to work when you've got twins? I don't know how I coped with twins, to be honest. I think some of it I've sort of erased from my mind how hard it was at the beginning. It was really, really tough when having two babies and not knowing what to do with one baby. You know, it's hard enough becoming a mum to one baby when you haven't had one before. But yeah, two was very hard. I had a really supportive family. My husband, thank goodness, worked from home four days a week. So he was around, even though, you know, he was working, but he was around when I needed to shout him down the stairs to come and help. And we've got a supportive family on my side and my husband's side. So, yeah, I needed them around. I guess my tips were I tried to not let the fact that I had two babies to stop me from doing anything I had always wanted to do on maternity leave. You know, you have all these dreams of what maternity leave is going to be like and meeting people and going for coffee and things like that and I guess it was slightly different because I had two babies I remember going to my NCT friends who I'd met going for lunch and saying oh sure you'll go for lunch and I couldn't eat lunch because I had two babies who were both crying and (laughs) I had to hold them both and they all had a baby so they couldn't take one but I went I just didn't eat lunch and it was things like that that I just needed to try and carry on and do things that were normal even though I had to tweak them to fit around having two young babies who needed me constantly I think that still made it very enjoyable and the great thing about having twins is everybody wants to look at your babies (laughs) 
everybody stops you in the street so you always feel yeah immensely proud and yeah it was great but very hard work <laughs> I love your mindset of you know going into this maternity leave as though it was just having one baby did you ever come a cropper with that mindset or were you able to kind of flex your expectations when you realized hang on a minute I'm expecting to be able to do something here that is slightly ridiculous or you know not good for me to try and do this with two children yeah I remember we used to go to rhyme time at the library and I used to have to carry one in a sling on my chest and then I'd carry the other one sort of in my arm so I, I couldn't leave them both in the pram that had to be left outside and I remember at times both of them were crying and thinking I don't know how I'm going to get them back in of the pram like they are both just absolutely going for it and I need to feed them or but I guess people will help and people want to help you and do what they can to help and I remember being in rhyme time thinking I just don't know what to do they're both crying I can't get them back into the pram I can't get the I couldn't get my daughter back into the sling and but somebody very kind I, I can't remember if it was a librarian or one of the mums came and said oh I'll help you do you want me to just carry one for you just to back to your pram and I think it's just taking those offers that maybe normally you wouldn't want anybody to touch your baby but yeah I just had to in those moments and allowing people to help and the other thing I found really useful for any twin mums is I met a group of other twin mums and they were my absolute lifeline just to have other people everybody who's got a baby understands but to have people who are in the exact same situation of having two babies at the same time it was invaluable and we all provided each other support the whole time and we did actually tend to go out a lot together so we all had people who understood around us. Oh I love that and I'm curious to know about you took a career break after maternity leave was that something that you decided you were going to do once you knew you were having twins or did that come about well how did it come about last stops trying to second guess how did the career break come about after maternity leave I had initially planned to go back at nine months and my husband was going to take the other three months of my maternity leave and we were going to split it and then when I had the initial discussions with my manager about going back I wanted to go back part-time. I wanted to go back two or three days a week. Unfortunately, my job, I have to travel, I have to do inspections, and it, the job didn't allow me to go back two or three days a week. Four days was the minimum. And at that time, I just couldn't see myself leaving my twins at that young age. I hated the thought of it. I wasn't ready to go back to work. I just couldn't think of leaving them. And Obviously, this is very different for everybody and everyone has to do what's right for them. But the thought of going back just scared me. And after discussions with my manager, we decided that to have another, I asked for another year at that time, to have another year off with them would be the right thing. And she was very supportive of me having that year to give me, you know, the mindset to be able to come back to work and enjoy it from the offset. So um, I was very, very lucky. And my husband, I had annual leave to take. So my husband actually did get to take some of my maternity leave and I took annual leave before going on my career break. So he didn't lose out on too much of his promised time off. <laughs> we just had it as a family. My thoughts on it changed so much over that year. I wasn't expecting to want to be a stay at home mum. Mm. I always expected to want to go back to work after that year or nine months a year. And it really took me by surprise that I didn't want to do that. I wanted to be at home with my babies and I couldn't let go of that at that time. That was a surprise and a shock to me. 
And throughout all of this, you've been really honest with your employer and it sounds like you've had sensible discussions and they've been really flexible. But two and a half years out, it's a fairly long stretch. What did you do to get yourself ready to come back? And what did your employer do, if anything, to help you come back after really quite a long length of time? Yeah, it was a long time. And to come back after two and a half years and I came back as Brexit had happened. So lots of changes at work and obviously on the back of COVID where everything has changed in the world it was a huge difference to come back to as well not just with the gap but my employer again they were very good I spoke to my manager before coming back I actually had a changing manager while I was off towards the end of my career break and luckily the manager that I was going back to being my manager I knew very well she was a friend of mine at work anyway so that all helped that I knew I was going back to an understanding manager and understanding colleagues if it had been different times I would have gone back into the office and had a few kit days but obviously due to COVID nobody was in the office so I couldn't do that but the first couple of weeks back I wasn't given too much work I was allowed to settle in get my head around things catch up with my colleagues and have refresher training on everything so that they knew I was up to speed and I was happy where I was. And I actually really surprised myself at how much I enjoyed being at work. I thought I was going to miss my children immensely. I didn't know if I could do it. And the first day I sat back in my chair in my office, I knew I had made the right decision to come back and I absolutely loved it. And I haven't looked back since. It's just been an amazing experience coming back. The opportunities I've been given have been great. You know, I worried that because I'd been out of work for so long that obviously I I know I've got a lot to catch up on and my training and my knowledge of what's changed. But I've still been given opportunities to progress my career, which I've been really, really grateful for. I've come back four days a week. So it was quite a nice compromise. Obviously, I couldn't get the two, three days a week that I'd initially wanted after the first year, but to come back four days a week has been really good. And I really look forward to the one day off I've got with my children. Claire, it's such a positive story. I'm so pleased that we persisted and we're having this conversation today. Final ask is three final thoughts or three top tips that you could give to the people listening to this who may be thinking about IVF or who may be going through IVF now or who may have had a miscarriage could you just speak to those people and give them three tips to support them in what they're going through I think my tips would be I mean everybody's work is different and I appreciate that you know sometimes it's harder to be open and honest but if you can be open and honest and inform your employer and your colleagues then that is going to help you immensely with what you're going through and just allow you to have the peace of mind that when you have to take those days off of work or when you're not performing 100%, people will understand and people will know why that's happening. Another tip that I wish I'd known back then is that life was good anyway. I think I put so much thought into to have a good life, I needed to have children that having those children just completely consumed me. And now I look back and I think even if I hadn't had them, I would have had a great life. And I wish I'd have made more of it before that as well. Just 
sitting and enjoying my time and going out for meals and and things like that that I think I kind of lost the enjoyment in you need to keep enjoying those as you're going through that to keep going and my third tip I guess just be true to yourself and do what you feel is right with going back to work and everybody is different and I think there's so much emphasis placed on you know doing the right thing as a mum and you know the people who go back to work early get criticized because they've left their children the people who don't go back to work get criticized because they're being stay-at-home mums and they should be showing their children they've got a career and you know whatever you do you don't feel 100% good about that I think that's what I've learned from my own thoughts and talking to friends who have decided to go back or not and I think just being true to yourself and doing what's right for you and not comparing yourself to anybody else is the key to just making the right decision and and then you'll be happy with what you've decided. Thank you so much, Claire, for being so honest about what it was like for you and just, yeah, sharing. It's been such a pleasure to listen to you today. So thank you ever so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Miscarriage and IVF are two topics we've got covered on the Comeback Community platform. Sadly, I can't send you a link to have a look because they sit behind a login wall, but there are links in the show notes to some resources that helped Claire. If you'd like to be in touch about anything you've heard in this episode, you can message me on Instagram at comebackcomuk or drop me a line on email jc at talentkeepers.co.uk. And remember to head over to comebackcommunity.co.uk to subscribe to our fortnightly care mails with resources to support your return to work and onward career journey. You'll receive our new career fuel guide to career progression and professional impact after maternity and other extended leaves from work when you do. Finally, if you're listening to this before the 25th of January 2022, you can join me and my guest Emily Smith for our live problem solving session on how to stretch beyond your day job, progress your career and grow your network when you're already stretched and shattered. Emily holds a senior position at Tesco Bank and took on a board position in the not-for-profit membership organisation Women in Banking and Finance when she returned from maternity leave at the end of 2020. So she's going to be a great person to chat through your questions and you can submit your questions when you book a ticket and they are free. There's a link in the show notes or you can head to comebackcommunity.co.uk and click on conversations. I hope we'll see you then and until next time, stay bright.